What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hang With Us podcast. You're hanging out with Eddie and Steve. What's up, Steve? What's going on, man? We have a great episode for you all today with a well-respected member of the fitness community. Absolutely, man. This guy is was one of my mentors coming up in the fitness community, which a lot of his lessons were passed down to other people that I was associated with. It's a great pleasure. He is a wealth of information. You're going to quickly realize that. Welcome to this podcast, Zach Feiler. All right, guys, welcome to the Hang With Us podcast. You're hanging out with me, Eddie. This is Steve. And welcome, you're hanging with us. So today we have a very special guest, and I just want to kind of give you guys a little background on this. Uh, I met this gentleman closer to almost a decade ago, and uh, I took an advanced kettlebell course, kind of the first one that CrossFit ever put out. Um, and it was a bunch of a bunch of guys that uh, from a ton of different backgrounds. There's, there's one particular gentleman hanging out there, right. one of the younger guys. It was actually a pretty <laughs> senior class. And uh, I got to admit off the bat, he was wearing a headband and some uh, and some uh, some guards on his on his uh, wrist. And I was like, man, what's going on with this dude? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. But he was attending the class. But in a portion of the class, he actually he actually taught and he taught okay. programming. Yeah. Yeah. And as a young coach, I really, really sucked at programming. OK. When I listened to his lecture, I'm like, damn, this dude knows what he's talking about. OK. Yeah. And I was pretty, pretty, pretty impressed to the point that I reached out to him and I asked him for help and assistance to teach me more about programming yeah so we grew our relationship it was uh to be honest with you i've only ever physically seen him once but we've had a relationship close to a decade and uh and i'm glad and i'm proud to know him and his name is zach fighter what's up brother welcome hey man thank you very much for having me on today guys thanks for the intro there too man <laughs> it was nice right i didn't even get that man that's all right yeah <laughs> those are good those are good times good memories back in tennessee yeah brother Pretty that was that was good times man uh, that, that, was my, had, that was my that was my long socks on too dude like, <laughs> you, pro- you, you probably <laughs> did. You, de- you definitely had lifters, and you, you definitely had a sweatband going on. He was wearing lifters because I think like he only owns like one pair of shoes these days. Who oh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I well, I also had to wear the headband because I sweat like nobody's business. Like right. my brother, like his nickname in uh, high school is actually the Sweaty Teddy on the wrestling team, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm not much better. It's like people will ask us like when we work out, like, "Are you in shape?" Like, of course I'm in fucking shape, man. So, so give me a break. So, brother, little, tell us a little about yourself. So, you you're from Seattle, and uh, what do you do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name's uh, Zach, like uh, Eddie said, and um, I am from Seattle, Washington. I have a I kind of wear a number of different hats, and I'll probably kind of flow around in those as me and the dudes talk here. But uh, predominantly, I always like to think of myself as uh, a coach and a gym owner. I have a CrossFit hinge out here. I've been running CrossFit gyms now for about a decades about 10 years uh, actually the first one i opened up uh, across at west seattle just had its 10 year mark i think about a month ago so it was about 10 years ago i opened up the first one right. i've been in the fitness industry for longer than that so about 13 14 years i'm really bad with numbers sometimes um about nine years ago i started um working with jeff martone that's also uh, how i met eddie uh, for the CrossFit Kettlebell uh, Specialty Course, which was the CrossFit Kettlebell Specialty Course at the time. It is now known as Kettlebell RX. Uh, but I traveled around doing courses for uh, for Jeff and for RX. And it kind of, you know, a friend of mine that says it's kind of funny. I'm kind of like this blue-collar dude that ended <laughs> up traveling the world. I've yeah. taught um, international courses. I think I've taught over 40 international courses, and I think I'm over 100 courses 
uh, just in my time with um, with Jeff, and uh, it's been real lucky. Like the best part about it, a lot of people always ask me, like, "Oh, I must really like to travel," and I really don't actually. <laughs> I, I'm mean, well, like, you took a weekend trip to Singapore. I'm like, yeah, man, because I'd rather just go and come yeah, back. Right, what I right. what I love is uh, getting to know people and uh, getting to work with people, and that's like what all those different job titles I have really do for me. They allow me to work inside my community with Hinge and get to know people uh, in Seattle's greater area. I do a lot of online work too with some folks, like Eddie was mentioning. Uh, but the traveling, it just gets me to, you know, if I'm in China teaching a course and someone's like, oh, did you go to the Great Wall? I'm like. Yeah, it's the secondary thing. Like, what I want to do is get out and meet the people right. in the gym culture because physical right. culture is like what I like. Well, especially in a weekend, right? It's uh, yeah. it's very difficult to get get all that done. Well, that's pretty amazing, man. Uh, forty forty international courses. You definitely got me beat. <laughs> 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 I think I got maybe maybe I got like close to ten. Close yeah, to 10. Sorry, and it was all South America. Oh man, I haven't done any down there. You and me were talking about going down yeah. there at one point. Yeah, we did. Man, we 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 definitely got to revisit that soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me um, let, let's backtrack a little bit. So you you've been in the mm -hmm. fitness community, let's just say a little over 13 years, and yep. and, and what what got you motivated? Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You you maybe wanted to be a firefighter or were a firefighter at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Long story short on that, when I was in high school, I was actually part of a program. I can't even call it what the program is now, but I went through like a mock fire department or a fire academy. I spent half the day. So my senior year, like half the day I was at this fire department and the other half the day I was at school. So it was this real cool learning experience for me. And I, I was at a Catholic school anyway, so I had to have like, you know, be clean shaven and all that. But I mean, just like a good kind of paramilitary thing. You're around people in uniforms all day right, at the right, apartment right. and stuff. And it was good for a kid that could be kind of a knucklehead from time to time like me. Uh, and that kind of pushed me out that I, I thought I was going to pursue that. And I did. Um, I got out of high school, uh, started going to school for my fire science degree. And I also uh, was working construction. So I actually kind of opened up my first business um, as a contractor. I believe when I was 2021 because i was working side jobs right. and the guy, yeah the guy i was working with um his dad was actually the fire chief uh in this uh, unincorporated part of king county called skyway which is kind of like the wild west out here it's kind of cool um and uh they were getting ready to run an academy it's this really interesting like volunteer resident academy like the the firefighters only work they used to they've changed this since that time but at the time they uh they only worked day shifts so right. they like oh, wow. were like yeah, it was like nine to five, and so, then the rest so of it on was call? all residents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, like how I'm, that's just curious. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a second. So, yeah. so firefighters are working nine to five, so they're like bankers, right? Yeah, and, and Monday through Friday. And Monday through Friday. <laughs> and yeah, it was really weird. So, a fire goes out. They call 911. My house is on fire. Like, how? what are the lines of communication? How does that get to the first guy to make sure that everybody else is woken up? So, those are, those are the paid guys. Those are the paid like career guys. Then okay. we also had paid per call like residents, which is like what I ended up being. So I had a like pretty much like a dorm there that I lived at. So like I actually lived at the fire department. It was really it was a really interesting thing they did and it was a really good like um, kind of bridge system for guys if they wanted to get into like full time or career. So they had I think they had like ten full time guys. And they could be like they could look at their pager and respond to a fire too if they wanted at night. But for the most part it was it was like the there was a volunteer crew, and then there was a residence. And one of my best friends, Paul, who actually um, uh, is like a partner in the gym, we went through that academy together. Um, and since that time, he's with a new department. But yeah, he was like a. We were kids, man. It was kind of crazy. Like you know, you roll out and 
go on fires and shootings and stuff well, like that. And, well, uh, I, I could totally resonate there, man. I, uh, yeah, for you, man. I got so. hired as a police officer uh-huh. at 19 years of age, my brother. Yeah, dude, you have the craziest. <laughs> I, should, I should just interview you on your own podcast. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> story beyond story. It's like yeah. eight lives. Yeah. Like. Dude, dude, man, I, let me tell you something, man. You know how weird it was to, like, pull over, like, a 20-year-old and, oh, yeah. and and arrest him or tell him what to do. It was, like, right. it was odd, man, because man, I, ju- I graduated high school, like, the year before the, or a year and a half before, man. Well, so, yeah, so you get it, like, the civil service thing being, like, yes. super young, but yes. you're, like, on another level. Nah, you're nah. Like a real, <laughs> oh, no, that's a real big authority position, you know? Oh, like, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yeah. Especially at like, that age, right? Yeah. Well, like, rolling up, like, rolling in the, like... Like help somebody like, hey, your grandma's having a heart attack. Stuff they're looking at you, young kid. That's one thing, but like rolling in and being being the man and rolling in and telling people to do that's that's another thing when you're 19 years old, man. Well, the the, the difference is that when I showed up, everybody's like, wait, who called you? Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> and when you showed up, they're like, oh, he's here. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> no, nobody like uh, me, but they all loved you. You know. Well, yeah, different departments as well, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, so, it, so they had this cool system at Skyway um, that where, where you could do that. And so I was, I went through their academy with some friends of mine too. So then I was living as a resident there. Uh, so I was living, I was running the construction business. I started working. Um, this is always like when kids tell me they don't have enough time to work. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah. I was also working, <laughs> I was working as a, on an aid car for a while just to have that on my resume. Um, and then a big thing I loved was just fitness, man. Like I loved working out. I'd been a wrestler in high school. I'd gone back to start helping with my wrestling team again. And nice. some of the dudes and girls that were like getting ready for the department again, I was like 21, 20 at this time, uh, were just asking for help. So I was helping them out, and I had done a lot of unique training with my wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like, plus, like, you know, a lot, watched a lot of Rocky Four. So I mean, that's, that always I, helps. <laughs> yeah. Montage, I montage. I was way montage. More into we, that we know, like, we know those, I, those dragon flags have been uh, programmed plenty of times. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I, yeah. I, I did that, and um, so I had enough people that were asking me for, you know, uh, advice that I, I kind of started going down the route of maybe I wanted to drop one of my other side jobs and work as a trainer, and it just it just kind of went down a rabbit hole, man. Like, I, I started doing it, and I loved it. Uh, I was using traditional methodology as well as stuff that would be considered CrossFit, and then once I found CrossFit, um, I kind of started delving into that more and more. Uh, but I think I, I think it was like I'd been doing it off main site for about a year or so before I actually went and because I had to like fly to Arizona to get my L1 back then. Right. But uh, I mean, really, wow. I was just like helping guys and girls out with, and that's still why I work with a lot of, uh, uh, especially ladies. So I work with a lot of ladies in the fire department. We have uh, pretty much a hundred percent pass rate with some difficult academies, so I'm pretty proud nice. of that. Nice. Like, um, so we work with a lot of people. Uh, like police, fire, military, a lot of different uh, aspects um, in our uh, online trainings as well. And that just kind of comes back from my roots where I wanted to help people out, man. And um, for me, it kind of transitioned into this role of, okay, now I'm personal training. I really like this. Oh, there's this thing CrossFit. Right. Oh, you could set up your own gym. I had about two years in at that point. So, I mean, I wasn't some bum that just was like, oh, I'm just going to open a gym. I, I was pretty invested in right, uh, right. being a coach and a trainer at that time. And I had been, you know, coaching as a uh, doing high school wrestling uh, coaching, and then I was doing the personal training and working with people that were actually going into different testing situations. So I felt kind of confident when I was approached by two gentlemen about helping open up a, a gym in West Seattle because I'm a hometown boy, kind of a townie, and 
I really wanted to get it going. And some people had kind of heard through the grapevine that I was looking to get a gym going. And then that took us about the 10 year mark, man, about from here. And that's when I opened up the first one, put the floors down, started building the first community and in West Seattle. And kind of from there, it just took off, man. Oh, that's, that's awesome, brother. Let me, let me ask you a question, man, because um, you, and you know, if we get to talk about it, it's great, but let me just kind of skip a little bit here. I, you know, you have a very good foundation, as, as you just explained, and, and that's led you to multiple gyms and, and helping others. Not only have you helped people get fit and or ready for academies in the military, but you've also helped, like myself, coaches become better and, and become uh, um, more educated for their membership. What, let me ask. For for the people that don't know, because there's going to be a, a variety of people listening to this. This is not a niche podcast. This is a general podcast where everybody listens to it. What, <laughs> do, you, what do you consider um, or what should like people, in, from your perspective or your opinion, when people are, are shopping for a, a, a fitness trainer, a personal trainer or coach, whatever they want to call it, what should they be shopping for? Like what, what is it when from your perspective, what are the qualities that 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 uh, that a potential client should be looking for? Well, for one, I mean, that's a really, Eddie, that's a really good question, dude. And for one, and people don't do it enough, um, or if, if they do, they don't, they don't really have an idea of what they're looking for. But one, when you're looking around, because there's so much out there nowadays, it's when you go to their website, like, like read about the coaching staff. Like, like, look and see what the owner or the coaches like, have done. Like, uh, are they well-rounded? Like, how long have they been doing this? Like you said, um, uh, the beginning when he met me, I was a young kid, and when I started out early, like I didn't have ten years at that time. Like now that I'm at ten years, or ten plus years, I got my ten thousand hours. Um, you know, I I feel very very confident doing anything. But you you got to see if they have done any kind of education. If it's if you go on their website and it's just like oh, maybe it's CrossFit for an example here, and it just says they have a level one. Right. And then it lists, and then it lists like their snatch, and it's like a hundred and thirty. and it's like I have a hundred and twenty-five pound snatch, and right. then it's like, what? What's your favorite movement? Double unders. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Hey, hey, like, hey, let me stop you there. So for people yeah. don't know what a snatch is, it, it's, a, <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. It's a it's a weightlifting moving movement. But go ahead, one brother. of the most technical movements <laughs> ever. Yes. Yeah, but well, that's but that's the thing behind it. So people like list. It's the equivalent of being like um, going to get a car. And, and you look at the specs on the car, and it's like, they're like, this car likes to go fast. Like, what, what does that mean? Right. This car also has a great CD player. I'm like, CD player? That shit's old, man. I'm not <laughs> trying to buy a car with a CD player. But that's all that's listed. And you're like, sounds good. I, must, I should buy this car. And that's kind of like what people look at with the fitness thing. Um, now, I'm also a big person on, like, don't judge a book by its cover because... Uh, one of my things that I, I did uh, when I was working at this uh, smaller kind of, I don't know, you want to call it boutique or specialty training center was I was working with, and this was early on in my career, I was working with uh, kids that were graduating um, with like masters and stuff like that. And right, I was right. actually kind of the mentor to get them actually onto the floor and get them training. Right. And, you know, they'd come in and they'd be like, you know, I was like, where'd you go to school, Zach? I was like, Bellevue Community College. <laughs> but I, I was like, what's your four years get you here with me? And not that there's anything wrong with the four years. Um, but like, it is good to see that continuing education is something that the coach values. And if they, if they see that, they should have some things to list on their, on their site. Now, past that, you can't judge, judge a book by its cover. They can write down anything they want. doesn't mean that they can walk the walk, right? right? So then you got to go in and like see them. And if you don't get the vibe from them, 
right away that they are one in control of the situation, two knowledgeable, but three passionate about it, then you might be in the wrong spot. Right. And like, those are three really important things. And then the last thing is like, are they actually trying to make this something enjoyable that you'll want to come back to? And yeah. that's huge, man. You got to enjoy the training. Like it can be hard as shit. But like they gotta enjoy aspects of it and your personality, and that's something I've always had to temper too, um, because you know sometimes it can be easy. Like uh, we just did a, a thing on our podcast where I was talking about this. Um, it can be easy to, as a coach that you want um, your athlete to see so much return and result that you, you you're just you're like do this, do this, do this, and it's just too much because right. you know if they do this, 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 and this, they're gonna get the end result that they want. It might be overload, and you got to learn to finesse people into these situations. And if you're not working with someone that's able to work with you, then it's it's the wrong place. Right. All right. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of good info, man. And I hope that people listen to it because, like you said, I, I, you know, it's funny that you said about education. So there was a, and one of my, and when I had my gym, uh, people we've talked about it in the past, the LH CrossFit. Um, there was a another nearby gym, and that that one will remain nameless. Okay. And. Mm-hmm. That the the owner um, and the coach there, he uh, he had only taken a CrossFit level one course, and I I I did the CrossFit rowing course with him. So he was in the class, and this is a high level competitor, and he was a uh, uh, he he'd been to some of the big name competitions, and I want to say maybe he was on a team at one point for the games. For the games, okay. yeah. yeah. And and. Uh, so they go around and you you know you you've given the courses right and then you've been yeah. to courses and you know usually the first thing is like guy right, you know everybody say your name and kind of tell us where you're here or what do you want to learn or whatever right so they're doing the roundabout thing and everybody's kind of well if they're a coach they're like well I'm here because I want to learn more and I want to know how to program this thing in my in my 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 gym and for my athletes blah 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 if they're an athlete taking the course they're like well I just want to learn how to use it well so I don't hurt myself you know it's usually kind of the some of those are the the, the cans re- the can responses yeah. when it finally gets to him. By the way, he's a coach and owner. He yeah. gets to him and says, well, I'm taking this because this is the machine that I lost with at regionals. <laughs> so so this is the only reason I'm taking this because I want to make sure it never happens again. And that's oh, it. God. Yeah. <laughs> that was the answer. <laughs> and I, and I was that's, the hard, that's the worst answer ever, man. <laughs> I was and flabbergasted. You're around a group of your peers, too. Yeah. Exactly, man. Exactly. And you know what it was? like. So, you know, like uh, in, not, a little bit more on that. So like when they're talking about the damper on the actual on the on the rowing ergometer, the proper name, right? Mm-hmm. The they're, they're explaining the damper and how it works and you know how you should understand it and blah blah blah. And uh, the guy just would would ignore everything. He'll just put it on ten for no reason, you know, just because that's where I need to be. And uh, yeah. and uh, it was just ridiculous, man. So I agree with you, and uh, and I'm just gonna echo what you said. Uh, just make sure you do your homework and and make sure he's done his homework. <laughs> well, and one other thing I want to add to that too, um, and this goes to the the listeners, because uh, if you're if you're looking and you don't know what you're looking for, um, education uh, could also just be life experience. If like if you're looking at it and it looks like this person has or like also kind of been around the block, like uh, I'll use I'll use you as an example, Eddie. We were just talking about you live like eight lives. Somewhere in those eight <laughs> lives, you're going to pick up some good experience on how to operate and work with people. And if you're getting into something else that is a passion of yours, that's going to be you know, be easily conveyed. Right. Whereas someone's just like, hey, this, this, you know, you can read it. You can read it on there if someone's like, or like when you meet them, if they're just like all braggadocious and shit, you're like, I don't want to hear this every fucking day I right. walk in here. <laughs> right, right, right. 
And you know, that's just me. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit different cat. <laughs> and I got, I've, I've told people too. Some of the coaches I work with and mentor, sometimes they, I, they mentor with me just so they're like, yeah, I like hearing that other, you know, vibe Zach has, and I probably won't use that vibe. <laughs> but they're like, it's good to hear it. It keeps, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me grounded. Right, like, right, yeah, right. that that would be a good way to go about something if, if I really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to actually kind of dive into one thing that you did say, Zach, in regards to like um, what the client, I guess, is looking for. And you said something about your knowledge. And this is a situation that I I recently had. Just I was I was coaching at this one facility and this guy came up to me, wanted to do. He saw a posted workout that I had for a class that I was doing and he said he wanted to get in on it. And he's like, how long is this going to take? I'm like, well, it kind of depends. So I wanted to explain it to him, but he just seemed like he was in a rush. Right. Yeah. So he started looking through the movements and I had uh, one of Eddie's and probably your favorites, like the four place with the kettlebells as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he started telling me about like he had a shoulder injury. Well, I'm, I'm like, well, let's hold off on a moment because a lot of my movements are a lot of shoulder work today. So maybe we, we don't want to do this. So he just started going kind of asking me over and over again, like, well, can you tell me why I'm getting this pain in my shoulder or my back area? Well, I'm like, well, when did you even notice when it happened? He couldn't even tell me that. So I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not the best to diagnose like those type of pains without like really getting into it because that's not my background. So yeah. he, he just kept on asking over and over again. But he started getting into the point where he was saying like, um, he started to ask me like my credentials, like what, uh, like where yeah. did I, where did I get certified? What did I, what, what, what history do I have? What like certifications? And like, I guess my question more in, in regards to that is like, what is really your opinion on those type of individuals, those type of coaches that really like to talk about their credentials overall as it, that, that, that really plays a huge factor. Like does the fact that you're able to name off every body part make a huge impact for a lot of your clients as well, like is that no, like, I yeah. I don't think so at yeah. all. Hey Zach, can uh, Jeff name all the body parts, man? Hell no, he can't. Right. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> if Jeff can remember the order of the course most of the time, I'm going to teach him not be happy. Hey, he was uh, he was our kettlebell instructor for that for that course. So <laughs> oh, that was a good course. one. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so yeah, and what what I was what I'm saying is because um, I kind of want to you know round that about so like. People can have all kinds of stuff listed on their sites, and this is a double-edged thing. So, and this also goes with that they got to go and meet the people. Um, so, like they can have 18 things listed on their site, and that looks good. So it looks like they do some continuing education. You go in, and you got to talk with the person. And if they don't really seem to understand what they're doing, then yeah, then that could be something off. Now, in the same respect, if you go in there and it's someone that it's just like they're it's the talk to talk, walk to walk. Right. So like for you, you did that exactly perfect. You're like, Hey, you have a shoulder injury. Let's talk about your shoulder injury. Um, and I'm actually really good at, uh, doing things like rehab work and stuff like that. Diagnostics for people. But I still tell them when they start asking me, I'm like, Hey dude, I still do a stay in my lane thing. I can recommend you out to somebody because my job right now is to do X, Y, and Z. And if you go and see that guy and he and you come back and tell me and X, Y, and his X, Y, and Z, and his professional opinion lines up with my X, Y, and Z, which is probably the case, right. then I'm going to be able to fix you. But you're not paying me for that. Now, I wouldn't just like flat out say that to that gentleman that, was, that you were talking about. Sometimes you're just going to get hard asses. But no, I don't. The, so it's like this. And you, um, you boys do jits, right? I just yeah. saw it. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing behind it. Like, <laughs> this, 
there's no um, four-year degree in jujitsu. There's no, there's no, there's nothing like that. You beat now, me to I, it. You know, obviously, it takes like ten years to get your black belt, but most of the time, those people aren't going to break down the minutia into like a clinical thing to it. Now, does that mean that that person is not a master of their craft and they know how to get you moving? Right, that's, right, right. It's that's the way you got to look at it. So if you're going to a coach that is like, hey, we're running X, Y, and Z in class. You have a shoulder injury. I don't want you doing shoulder stuff because I know this can bug your shoulder. Yeah. And he's like, well, diagnose me. I'm like, well, you're not here to get diagnosed with a shoulder. <laughs> like, if you want to reserve like my time and I'll go over this with you, I'll go through it to the extent of what I am covered under. Right, like, right. I do. And then I'll have somebody else do it because it's, yeah, because they can go and pay somebody a whole ton of money to work on that with them or they can listen to the coach like you did and you're like hey we're going to avoid the shoulder yeah. so your shoulder doesn't hurt and we can do some stuff to finesse it so it heals over time yeah exactly that's a big part of it you yeah, know right it's, it's, it's a it's you get you get into that thing where some of these coaches nowadays and i i've done it myself and i've even i've reined my like my my teaching back um in the last couple of years or um where i was going with it like I, there are a hundred, and it's like the industry has grown so much. There are so many coaches that know everything down to like nerve point and like trigger point. Like they do the craziest stuff nowadays. Right. So be a mat, like like be good at everything, but master what craft that you're looking for. Um, and if that's three aspects of coaching that's going to make you the best coach in your realm, then that's what it's going to be. People that try and do too much, like they don't actually ever take the time to really get like I, like you'll help me reference it a lot. Your ten thousand hours. Yeah. Like if your ten thousand hours is just in like general, like I think I know everything kind of going on, but I'm not really that great at anything, then you're gonna be totally fuckered. Yeah, right, right. right. I used to be uh I used to be that guy, um and in talking to you I've kind of fixed it and just fixed it over the years. I used to be that guy that I would love to explain to my athletes everything going on in the movement, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yep. every single little piece. Well, this is why this is happening and then you know, all the you know, the way the power is being distributed or force is going and the angle of force and all that. And then I realized they don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. They don't. Like, and I tell my coaches, the coaches I mentor either online or like that do the professional internship in my gym, um, I tell them that all the time. And like, I literally just told one of my, actually two of my intern coaches today, I was like, here's the game. I was like, you know the end game and you know the complicated answer because I'll drill them on it. Like, I want them to know like how they're activating the posterior chain from angles that they're taking in the body and stuff like that. I'm like, but the, the, like, the people you're working with don't give a shit. And some of them have been training here for seven years, so they maybe have heard me say it before. Right. Your goal is to explain the most complicated thing as simply as possible and, and as engaging as possible. Not, hey, just because, just do this. Like, X, Y, and Z, here's how you do it. All right, boom, go. That's the idea behind it. It's not like, it's simplification for an end goal. You know, it, it, I always use the thing like, you know, it's someone like teaching somebody to, to shoot. I'm not talking about like really like long range shooting or anything like right. that where you got to take a bunch of stuff in it. But it's like, you know, squeeze, trigger, go. Right, right, right. You know, right. something's going to happen now. If you're going to explain the mechanics of everything that's going on in there, you're going to sit there for fucking hours. Yeah, but right. You're not. Yeah. Just like you when you were teaching like your, your little brother or like your son or something to shoot, like they're like, here's what we're going to do, safety, da, 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 boom, go. All right. And it's, it's, Simplified. You're not explaining them combustion and blah 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 and all this shit. You know, you're keeping it pretty simple. And would you agree that uh, if a coach can make you move the way that you should move with simplification, that he is probably a good coach? <laughs> I would say the the coaches 
and th- this I would challenge anyone to to watch it. Like anybody that can verbally break down, like we just we mentioned the snatch earlier. Right. We said the snatch. Somebody that can verbally break down the snatch to an athlete is probably less of a coach to me than somebody I can watch get uh, an athlete going in fewer words, perfectly air squatting or swinging a kettlebell. Right. They have. They. I mean, if you if you just memorize a dialogue and don't actually know the dialogue of what you're teaching, right. then you don't have an idea of what you're doing. Now, like the, the coach that's like working with the 70-year-old person that has, you know, arthritic knees and is very, you know, they're in there and they're, they're, clo- they're not wearing athletic clothes and everyone else is wearing athletic clothes and they're very unsure of themselves. And you can talk them into moving into maybe not the, like the perfect position, but the best position you can get them into for yeah. that day for their starting point. You're a way better fucking coach. Right, right. And some people would argue with me about that. But I'm just, from the stance of like fundamentals and the basics um, is what is the key to everything. And it's the same thing in like uh, the grappling community, man. Like anybody, like there's, there's like, you know, back and forth between different gyms and like the flashy stuff and the non-flashy stuff. Okay, and yeah. the fundamentals are still important versus the non-fundamentals. And people right. are spinning and doing lapel and all this different stuff. Or you just learn how to do stuff correctly and, and on time. I'm not going to knock a coach that wants to like overly explain something, but I will, if they're coming to me and they're like, Hey, I'm having issues identifying with my athletes. Right. I'm like, you're, 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 you're talking too much, man. You're using $10 words. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, quit. Like you said, you said something that should be three words and you gave me 10 words. Like take it down, bro. Like nobody wants to hear that shit right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There was a there was a little activity that actually Eddie gave us uh, when I say us like some of the coaches that when he had the gym in regards to explain to me how to get from one point to the next in the fewest amount of words possible or no, basically I was blindfolded or guided like I had to keep my eyes closed and you're going to guide me to that point. No, I think what it was is like, you know, tell, you know, the, the activity I actually got this from uh, the Gracies, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't come up with it. But okay. It was really from the Gracies. It's just a way of learning how to teach. Right. And it was, um, you know, make this person uh, on, on your own, whatever you could come up with, make this person go from point A. That person is blindfolded, right? Yeah. And you as a coach have to get it from point A to point B. Okay. And so you, you generally what happens is the student's going to, the student teacher is going to start like, well, stand up, go forward a little bit, go left a little bit, go right a little bit. Yes. And it's a fucking mess because they're giving 500 instructions to a blind guy. Uh, how to yep. get to one point to the other, right? Right. So I'll have two or three students do that, and it, it all sounds exactly the same. 400 instructions to get one guy from point A to point B. Yeah. So, okay, you guys want the answer to this shit? And then at that point, I was like, yeah. I go, I grab the guy, and I take him <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so that's, a- it, that's, that's what it is, and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for a coach to get them to A to B. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're not looking, like, you very rarely are going to get, like, you need to be prepared. Like, you had that guy that asked you a bunch of questions. Yeah. And it sucks. Um, and I, as even as even nowadays, but as when I was starting out young in the, the seminar game, like, I would have to be prepared to defend what I had to say and a lot right. of people are like well I've been doing this a lot longer than you right. like Eddie mentioned that programming lecture um, Jeff had mentioned I was going to like help out at this course but he did not tell me I was going to give the programming lecture <laughs> he just dropped it on me and I was like oh shit and then I had to defend it to a bunch of these like industry professionals and guys that had their own opinions on like why I thought was something was 
uh, a way to go. And it, luckily, I mean, I, I was prepared. I mean, I, I I felt very confident in the information we were going to present and go for right. it. And I was like sitting back there, and Jeff had no idea what I was going to say. He just kind of kept looking at me. Eddie knows that look where he kind of like <laughs> tilts his head sideways and like slips his eyebrows. And I'm like, is he interested? Is he thinking about lunch? Does he actually like what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell. Right. And it went great. Like, but you have to be ready to like kind of defend what you're doing. But keeping it simple, man. God, it's such a such a big thing. It's the yeah. key, man. It's the key for almost every 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 approach in life, really. You know. Oh yeah. Well, like um, so like I mentioned the professional interns. We usually have like two professional interns in our gym, who uh, are their goal usually is to go out and open their own gym, uh, become a head coach somewhere. Like they, like they are they are looking for guidance. Um, and it's the kind of guidance I didn't have young in my career. It's why we do this program. I'm so passionate about it. Um, but I had one who just graduated and he just moved off and he's opening up a new gym. Um, and it, don't worry guys, it's not going to open up, like I get people to open up gyms like right around me. Right, right, <laughs> he's, right. he's like, he's hours away from me. So, but and that's kind of the way it works. Like he had been finishing out, uh, his degree at the University of Indiana, and he came to my gym because we also uh, can get people college credits through our program. Nice. Um, so he finished out his degree with us, and then uh, uh, he left, went back home, and then he decided to come back for another three or four months before he was open to the gym because he wanted to learn more. Now, this is a kid who also had done like internships at like Cal Strength and a bunch of places, and he was super dialed. Wow. Right. You know, super smart kid, like knew what he's doing, um, but like. Yeah, his floor awareness and like that that level of keeping it simple and connectivity he, like he felt that was lacking he's like man i've done all these like degrees and stuff and i feel like i'm just i'm missing something and i was just like it's not you just got to learn how to dial down the volume sometimes of like what you need to explain because right. that's what's like causing people to have issues right and for him like i just like i literally just told one of our uh, coaches today we we're going to start doing a new drill with some of them and the drill was going to be something that my mom actually used to have me do um, which is arguably the greatest skill I was ever taught, which was the art of public speaking. Um, and uh, I was going to put them through what I called like the Pat Filer uh, School of Public Speaking. So <laughs> I, my coaches, I was, I was like, hey, guys, you're, you're great. Your, your interaction's great. Your knowledge is great. I was like, but like the way you can communicate could even be better. I was like, you need to learn to like change the pitch of your voice sometimes, sometimes talking higher, sometimes talking lower. You can't talk low the whole time. You can't talk too high the whole time. I was like, you have to be able to have eye contact and take, go around the room, how to use your hands properly. So we're going to have them um, actually do these little like mock whiteboards where they're going to like, you know, break off and talk about a particular movement, give a little presentation, and there'll be some of the other coaches there. And I want to watch them work the room like it's 20-some people, which is why, Eddie, when I started doing the seminars, I was really comfortable with that. Like, it was something that like, you know, was instilled in me from a very young age. Like, my mom, and like, I didn't have a group of people. My mom would just make me stand up in front of her and give presentations and I'd have to act like I was talking to a room full of people. <laughs> wow. so it, was a, it was an interesting thing that I had no idea was going to like really um, be something that was so important in my career when I got older was that, that uh, kind of fearlessness to talk. Like she, she really was big about that when I was younger. Um, so well, you know, really surprising me. So that, that's awesome, brother. Let me, well, since you brought her up, man, we, I got to ask because yeah. – 
you know, I, we, you and I had a have had a long distance relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Still works. That we have, player. Yeah. That we have. And, and for those that doubt if they work, this one worked. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm always just like, I, I like talking to Jeff, and I'm like, like, yeah, me and me and Eddie were talking to you. He's like, how's Fast Eddie doing? I'm like, oh man, he's doing good. Doing good. Is, is there a story behind that little nickname, Fast Eddie? Well, you know what it is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. You know, I'm not the I'm not the skinniest guy in the world. You know. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> but when me and Jeff went to a, uh, actually Jeff didn't go to the course. I went to a course with Sergey Sergey Rudnev, right, uh, in Chicago, and it took it was a kettlebell lift, a uh, kettlebell yeah. sport course for those that uh, Sergey Rudnev for the, those that don't know he's a he's an honored uh, head coach in Russia for the sport of kettlebell lifting, and he was giving a course. And Zach uh, met him in Russia, right? I'm, I'm assuming you met him in Russia with Ixfa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that uh, second big camp they had. Yeah. He's kind of like the Yoda of kettlebelling. Guys. Yeah, okay. Like if if you can imagine like a, a a physical person made as Yoda, he's like small in stature, like that. Oh, His okay. shoulders are all rolled over. And, and, pro- really and, and probably just like, as wise. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he lifts like a machine. Yes. So anyways, my bad, brother. You were so 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 in his in his program, no matter what, no matter how much you do all day, I mean, you can lift eight hours. Yeah, you're doing a five k at the end of the day. Okay. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're gonna do a five k. I mean, you're lucky to f- if it's a, if it's not a ten k. You know. Is that the Saitama workout? Yeah. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one punch. It's like a cool down. Yeah. I would tell people when I would have to do like nasty cool downs. I'm like, hey, whatever. Sergey Rudnev makes people run a ten k to cool down. <laughs> so Jeff jumps in on the course one day, and we and he sure enough, it's the five k, right? And I was at the time I was maybe like two twenty five. And very skinny version of me, okay. and <laughs> and I I could do a pretty hard pace five k back in the day. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where it came from because like because right. <laughs> Sergey comes up to me, you know, he's like we're running. Jeff is kind of running with me, and he kind of goes this. He goes, ah, you know, you run pretty fast, uh, regardless of how you look. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Russian, man. <laughs> so, so that's where the fast daddy probably came from. Oh, okay. When I was out in St. Petersburg, they were like, you know, they're like, they looked at me and they like pointed at my muscles. And they're like, you do too many curls. <laughs> and I was like, inefficient. Any- inefficient. Yeah, I was like, I don't do any curls, but thank you. I was like, it's not really a coaching point you just gave me. Just, you know, stop doing something I'm not doing. And I do do curls now, but right. then I wasn't doing it. I was hardcore, hardcore CrossFit. That's funny, man. I'm sorry. Uh, ahead, yeah, a little bit of transition, I guess. Uh, we're kind of already leading into that. So you were already talking about like simplifying like explanations and workouts. Now, what yeah. I found out, um, especially when I started working with Eddie, is being able to explain um, a kettlebell swing, the Russian swing, to yeah. an individual, <laughs> some who's someone who's never done it before, um, has been probably one of the biggest teaching moments for me, I guess, as a coach. And how I've been able to kind of simplify it and really look for those key, I guess, indicators that they're not moving how I want them to move. I don't know if that's fair to say or how I believe it's like safe for them to move with that particular weight or with that particular um, element. So um, I think for me, um, that was the biggest thing. But w- before I even got into working with Eddie, I hated kettlebells. Yeah, absolutely. Does. Absolutely hate them. I saw no purpose for them whatsoever in life. So I saw maybe people doing them workouts at the gym. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Just pick up a dumbbell, pick up a barbell and put in some real work until yep. I started working with Eddie. And I guess my question is leading into for you again, because that's also kind of 
how you guys met as well. Am I? Am I? That's correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, why kettlebells for you? And I mean, that's just a simple question. But like, what is it about? Oh yeah, dude. I get this. I get this question a lot. From a lot I yeah. get it from people in my own gym. Hell, dude. My <laughs> girlfriend last night. I was telling her the program for the week. And she's like, we do a lot of kettlebells. She was like fucking with me when she said it. But like, she was like, Thursday. Like, you almost dropped like, her there. Like, okay, it's I over. Know, I, was it's like, over. I, was like, I was like, Jesse, you know, you know how I am. You know, who, you, got, you know the package when you bought it, right? Uh, no, but I, I uh, come with kettlebells. You take me or take it or leave yeah, it. Take it, take it or leave it. They're all over the house. Um, come with twenty fours. No, yeah. It's it was it was honestly it was Martone. It, it was it was. It was Jeff Martone, right. um, and I can't. It's not like I was like, "Oh, Jeff, so great." I uh, I was into kettlebells because that was kind of like that entry into the functional fitness thing right. that was going on. Like I was like, "Oh, kettlebells look like this new unique thing. I guess I'll start working with those." You know, and the kettlebells actually led me to CrossFit. And when I started doing, you know, more, I didn't know I was doing kettlebells wrong, and then I, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I, I. And I was like most people back in the day. I was doing. Um, main site so if you guys aren't familiar with that crossfit used to uh have just a workout of the day they posted on their website and that was kind of like what you were supposed to do um, and that's all you did all right that's all you did that's yeah. all you did um so what happened was i was trying to follow that i didn't have all the equipment you know i did the best i could um Martone, jeff was going to be uh in near the seattle area teaching a kettlebell course so i went to it uh i learned a ton at it but also what i learned was that i could exchange the movements that were posted on CrossFit's workout of the day with the kettlebells I had. So uh, the reason with why kettlebells is because it was what I had at the beginning. So uh, Jeff had used to teach a thing called a kettlebell wall ball, which is like this flip toss that people call like a cater nowadays. But anytime wall balls came up, that's what I was doing. If it was, you know, uh, like a, a barbell shoulder overhead and I didn't have the right. weight that was ready for it or anything like that, I was switching the movements in and out and I was making it work with the equipment I had. So I got really good at to a point too because I was always trying to figure out like what I'd be doing next with my workouts but I'd you know uh, the girl I was dating at the time she'd laugh I'd be like hey is the workout of the day posted yet we'd be sitting on the couch she's like no and I would guess it and I was usually pretty I was like usually pretty close to what it was going to be so I kind of started figuring out like what the ebb and flow and things would be and then it would allow me to think ahead and change like what I was going to do with the kettlebells right and a big part about that was <clears throat> it just I had no, like I didn't have the comparables of saying, hey, I was doing CrossFit with all the particular movements. I was changing up with kettlebells. Um, once I got some of the equipment at home, because the shit was expensive and I was broke as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I still had the same dyno, like a med ball that I bought back in the day. Right. And it was like a hundred some odd dollars and it was so expensive. There's no way I could afford that shit. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I, I went through the whole process of doing that um, and trying to collect equipment. But also what ended up happening is I made my way into an affiliate finally, like a CrossFit gym. Uh, when I went in there, I was able to like rock out a lot of the workouts really well because I had been doing the movement patterns, but I had been doing them with kettlebells. Okay. So and then I, when I started ahead, no, kettlebells, no, other people's training and making them change up what they were doing, they started having these big returns as well. So I guess the question a lot of people commonly have is like, is it is it, is the kettlebell better than the other stuff? I wouldn't say so. Here's my thing. I I am obviously a kettlebell guy, right? But, I, but I'm not one of those people that's like you know throwing your barbells right, and yeah. you know, like all this other shit's bad for you. I think a blend is healthy. But if I only could work with a barbell or kettlebells, and like that was the only equipment I could work with, 
I'd be working with kettlebells. It's, it's just right. like if I could only work with one implement, then that's going to be what I'm going to work with uh, because it's just so much more challenging um, and you can take a lighter weight and have a more maximal return um, by doing it correctly. Now, the part of that is you have to go out and, and learn how to do it correctly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If, mm-hmm. if you're not doing it, like, can somebody with shitty squat form put a barbell, load it up, keep squatting and get and get stronger? Well, yeah, they could, you know. In the same regard, could that same person grab a pair of kettlebells and squat them and get stronger? Yes, they could, potentially, but are they going to get as strong as they could? Probably not. Are they going to be able to do get the returns that they really look for? Probably not. And that's why you need to actually go out and learn these things. And once I actually learned how to do it properly from Jeff, it, you know, it was like my performance just blew up. Like yeah, right. I didn't realize I wasn't getting my hips far back far enough. I didn't realize I was stimulating correctly. Um, so I do think it's one of the best tools that you can use. Like our team program, they use kettlebells because it's way more challenging for right. them. And, that, and not just like, oh, make it hard. Like what they're actually having to do is engaging so much more like trunk or core muscles, whatever you want to call it to people listening, like the, the, your midsection, like <laughs> the muscles in right. the, your abs. All right. Like this is a big thing that needs to learn how to do it because if you get your upper body strong and your lower body strong, but you don't have what, is, what we are like, we'll reference out as like bracing or connectivity, right, right, right. Yeah. you're, you're going to be a lot weaker. And this is important for any athlete to be able to do this. Um, and for the most part too, just, proper Russian swing, like getting into like a hinge, a proper hinge position, yes. um, which is like, for those of you guys, if you're listening, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's pretty much like, think about um, doing a toe touch, but with your back flat, but your legs will be slightly unlocked. Now that's a pretty broad brush stroke. But the reason I want you to think about that is think about how much like, like tension you feel in your hamstrings when you do that. Right. So that, right. that's like what we like to reference out as like um, end range strength or end range tension. So you put in the muscle at this like very exaggerated position and you'll get this maximal return. Now you don't need a heavy weight to really overemphasize that position. You just need to understand how to get into that position. And that's where you can get this huge return from shit. If you buy two kettlebells, it's, it's, you're pretty set. To like oh, work yeah. out at home. Oh yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. it, man. But you have to know how to use them. And a lot of people don't know how to use them, or B, don't have the motivation to work out on your own. Which is why you need to go find a quality gym in the area with people that are passionate about it and actually know what they're doing right. to help you out with that. Like anybody that was in the area when you were running Steel Edge had no fucking idea the resource they had around them. Excuse me if I got a little excited <laughs> on that. Appreciate no, it. No, but that's absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely true. Man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Man. Hey, and, and, and going back to explaining the hinge. So this is how I explain the hinge. This is my keep it simple, stupid version of it. All right. it you, imagine you're going on a road trip and you stop at a truck stop and you got to take a shit. <laughs> and you see that dirty ass toilet, you're gonna do a proper hinge. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're do a floater. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, brother. So uh, uh, down the line, so about finding somebody who is uh, um, looking for the education, looking for a way. Since we're talking about kettlebells, and I'm sure some people are gonna be a little. I hope that people are. I challenge people listening to this to look into kettlebells if you haven't already, or if you have and you were a little bit hesitant about it that you, you, you find a little motivation in yourself and, and look into it because it's going to help you. I never I never told anybody it was be- is a better tool, but it's a different tool. And it's a, it's a tool that, one, it, there is that, that uh, it's portable where you could take it almost anywhere with you and you can yeah. use it wherever you want. 
and two, it's less it's it, because of its portability, it's less cumbersome to have in your house. So you know, a rower. You you know, if you live in an apartment, you know, it's kind of hard to hide a rower, right? Or a barbell, or or even plates. You know, so a kettlebell. You could have a you could literally have a seventy two pound kettlebell, and it won't take any space in your house. You know, yeah. Um. So with that being said, what can you explain to us a little bit about the organization you work for? who you teach for, and maybe is, is it a good resource for people to learn a little bit about kettlebells? Well, so the uh, organization that Eddie is referencing out is uh, what has recently been rebranded as Kettlebell RX. It's kind of had a couple of different titles. Um, one of the titles was Tactical Athlete. That was one of Jeff's main brands. Um, under Tactical Athlete, Jeff ran the CrossFit Kettlebell uh, specialty courses, um, and that's still kind of like where we see a lot of like people have the recognition of what is now called Kettlebell RX is through our work with CrossFit Kettlebell. Uh, so CrossFit Kettlebell, like it's still around in hashtag form. <laughs> right. Like that's about all you're gonna find. Like we have changed over completely into what is now called Kettlebell RX, and Jeff has like kind of taken his tactical athlete work and put it into Kettlebell RX. And I've actually taken my work with um, what was called the Iron Club, which was like kind of like a global umbrella that I had with a lot of gyms and people I worked with, and started putting this focus into Kettlebell RX. Uh, now, what Kettlebell RX is, it's kind of a culmination of over a decade of work of Jeff's, and luckily I am to say uh, mine as well, where Jeff allowed me to come in and um, kind of start bringing in some new thought processes and different things along that line. And that is what is so important and different about RX and why I chose to stick with RX because I could go down a whole list of organizations that have a whole bunch of letters and stuff in their names right. that I was associated with and I right. didn't stick around because of dogmatic thought processes. Um, they didn't change. It didn't grow. I could teach a course with Jeff one month and then the next month go and teach it with another one and he's teaching it different and i'm like whoa what just happened right like, when you start doing that he's like gotta update the software man gotta update the software <laughs> and it used to be very frustrating to me because <laughs> i'm like well I, if we're saying it's like this and that now we're changing it and we've gotten to a point where there is like a, a there is a, a a kind of an established hybrid brand of the way we live kettlebells and that there's a heavy uh fitness aspect to it as well as a heavy sport aspect to it and when i say sport there's a, a sportive looking kettlebells which is where like sergey rudnev comes into things and like my trip to russia and stuff like that yeah and it was the blending of these two different stylistic approaches that really gave birth to where we are now with rx um and the thing with that is if you look at like things as like just solid set nothing can change then you're going to get left behind in the times. And anybody that like wants to argue with me on that is wrong. Um, it doesn't mean that like you need to reinvent the wheel constantly, but right, like right. if you have a fucking stone wheel, it might be getting some chips and shit in it. You're going to have to sand that bitch down. I don't know why right. we have a stone wheel right now, but we're going to go with that analogy. And you're going to want to keep <laughs> like fine tuning that. Yeah. Uh, and the idea with that is like, you know, we go from what we call like a heavy hinge position. Um, uh, Stay with me, people, if you're listening here. So heavy hinge, <laughs> like we're talking about like that, like that deep hamstring ache that you feel like when you get into that tension position or like really squatting into that like right. toilet. Um, and then we learned, so this is really easy if you guys have seen the movie Spinal Tap, and they're like, these speakers go to 11. Right? Right, so right. we take the hinge in that position and we take it to 11. And then what we do is we teach people to back it down. And as you back it down, you'll change 
how far your chest is down, which is what we call torso drop, mm-hmm. and we bring it up a bit. And in doing so, we lessen the degree of the hinge. Now, I could go on and on and on about this, but there's no reason to in this podcast because <laughs> the idea is if someone was to be able to tell you exactly what it is about their style and organization in five words that like overly explains the thing, that means that they have, like what we were talking about earlier, they've learned a dialogue. They, they, they like, like, okay, here's, here's how I teach the move, A, B, C, D, boom. I can't, it's like somebody asked me a question that's like E and it's past D, I'm going to like, I'm going to go haywire and I'm not going to have an answer. Right, right. And that's not mastery of coaching and mastery of your understanding of your movements. So with Kettlebell RX and the instructors that we work with, they learn how to flow these movements like into class structures, into private training, how to do it for rehab purposes, how to right. do it for strength purposes, conditioning purposes, sport specific purposes. And they don't really have this thing where the umbrella ends. Like it should encompass, you know, you know, physical training as a whole, not just like certain aspects of it. And if you just want to be in a certain aspect with the style that you're doing, there are organizations that you could probably Google search until you find something that's like that. And you might find an instructor in your area. But if you're looking for somebody that really has like taken the kettlebell and looking to like make it something more than that, uh, just an implement that used to be like a Russian weight, like unit of measurement, then yeah, like I would say go for RX. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm like so heavily involved in it. I'm saying it because I believe in it. And that's why I right. stayed with them to become heavily involved in it. That's cool, man. So right now the, the course is a, it's a one day course, right? And there's a, now with the new kettlebell RX rebrand, there's going to be an option for a two day course. Is that correct? Yes. So currently we have what is called our 1.0 instructors course, which is kind of like a carry on over from what was the CrossFit uh, course. Now it's, it's that that's not there anymore, but it's the same material that you saw there before. And you can actually get um, uh, CEUs. So continuing education through CrossFit by going through that one day course because we're a CrossFit course uh, preferred provider. So they're like, we believe in this course. Boom. It's a representation of what we believe in. Good to go. What the rebrand allowed, though, is now we can do our advanced course for two days. We can do specialty courses and we can do workshops for RX um, that aren't the preferred provider courses, but they allow us to just do our own material freehand, not having to have it checked off. And it's really just straight from me and Jeff on like what we want you guys to do. Like we're looking at doing like a co a uh, co-course is kind of called like a base strength thing where you can learn how to do proper uh, kettlebell and sandbag training. I've been trying to get Jeff to do an RX sports class. Um, right. There's a bunch of different things like that, like where we're looking for these like strength and skill transfers, uh, like four-hour workshops, two-hour workshops. Like, So it's really going to allow us to add a big, you know, dynamic nature to what we're doing. So it's That's really a cool. Brand, yeah, it's a brand as a whole. Like it now is, we'll start yeah. doing ebooks and selling program i'm going to start up the uh the, uh, the mentorship group um it just allows us to and we're we're, su- we're super grateful for the work that um we did over the years with like greg and them and uh getting the crossfit community to recognize kettlebells as like a, right. a fundamental foundational tool that they needed and like right. get us in there and now we're really excited to just like take that ball and keep running with it, you know, and like get people to really understand like how much more stuff they can do. Because right. our one day course is really an immersion course. Like you walk out an instructor, but you're not a coach. Like it, there's a it. lot that goes into becoming a coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now for the for the non people that aren't going down the uh, the instructor route, the coaches route, what can the kettlebell RX 
website provide for them that they could uh, take advantage of? Well, the website, for one, is going to allow you to help you find a coach that's probably associated with it because right. we're going to be doing a, a ranking system and whatnot along those lines that will allow you guys to kind of get into that. Now, uh, past being able to just be able to find someone easier that we have said like has acquired knowledge through us, uh, what you can do, and also through like our Instagram, like we have a workout of the day posted up every day, yeah. uh, excuse me, Monday through Saturday usually. And it's just different content ideas that you can look at and find on there. Like I said, the new website will eventually have some ebooks, so there'll be some programs set up. So some of you out there that have like knowledge of how to like work out, but like you're, you know, in Bemidji, like you're in the middle of I think that's in Minnesota, right? <laughs> so like, you're in the middle of nowhere and you can't, there's no one to work out with, and you're working out in your garage, and you're like, I'd really like to do one of these programs or set it into my training program. We're going to be able to have like four to six week programs available that you can do that. Um, you can also get with like coaches uh, online through there, like myself, like Jeff might do some online training as well. So if you don't have one of the coaches in the area, you can work with one of the masterclass coaches um, via online interaction to actually work on these skill sets. Uh, past that, you know, we're also working on getting some online courses and stuff set up for everybody. So we're really trying to make it, um, one, it's easy to access a coach in your area as possible uh, but two we really wanted to make it easily accessible for those people that just can't get to a coach and they're right. stuck in the garage right. or they're stuck overseas and like they, they are looking for some quality training they can find that through us and they can find a way to uh, with the mentorship group uh, get into a group of like other people that could be you know garage dwellers that are working out or coaches that are on the up and coming like all this different stuff and like you can find like-minded people because that's right. our biggest thing is like trying to get the culture really built up because that's the thing I feel like lacking um, right, right, right. In, in our area of kettlebells like certain certain organizations have set up culture and I just it's not you know I didn't it didn't vibe with me so I didn't go with it and right, I, right. I keep meeting so many rad like-minded people that I really just want to find a way for us all to get together what's the what's the website so it's just kettlebell rx right now so you just google that bad boy and you will find that we just got that up and running um like that's also where we're setting up courses uh so if you're ever like looking to attend a course, maybe you're a, a coach or you're an athlete or you just want to work out in your garage or you train your significant other in a big gym. When I mean a big gym, I mean like a 24-hour fitness. They do have kettlebells. Just make sure they don't catch you when you're personal training like your wife because they, they frown upon that, but, right, right. you know, whatever. I just want to throw out there. I just want to throw out there, Zach. So kettlebellrx.com, and yes. it, like Zach just said, he just launched the, the, the actual name in, in that new version of the website, but this is a time-proven thing that not only time-proven in terms of like the programming and the movements, but it's a, a birth child really of, of time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you took your time to really create what this is, well, you know, with the, with the collaboration with Jeff Martone. And Ketabarx is a new rebranding as a result of a new restructuring of the specialty courses with CrossFit. So it's nothing new to the uh, – it's new in the sense of comparative to other programs that are out there, but it's new, it's not new in terms of like these guys have been around and this program existed on the Crossfield, Crossfield Kettlebell and now it's just rebranded into Kettlebell RX. So give it a shot. It's very, very – listen, I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased yeah. and I'll admit it just for full transparency. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a little biased. This is kind of where I grew up through, yeah. if you want, in my abilities. Um, but I wouldn't have stuck with it if I didn't believe in it. Yeah. So I believe in it. People that know me, I don't bullshit. Um, this is real and it's a, it's good and it's a good hybrid 
system. If you if you understand kettlebell sport, give this a shot because you're gonna still be able to implement your sport lifts in it. Yeah. If you only do this for fitness, give it a shot because you're gonna be able to do this particularly just for fitness. So it's a or general fitness rather. So uh, so kettlebellx.com. Yeah, and you nailed this one. The last thing I wanted to drop on that real quick was you completely nailed it. It's a new rebrand, um, and it comes off of the name of a book Jeff wrote with Kettlebell RX. But um, there are coaches that, you know, as we get the page up and running, like with who are showing who are instructors and they've gone through this apprentice program and stuff that we have running, who have already been doing it, and they're like six, seven years in. We're talking people that have done an immense amount of continuing education. So this goes back to the thing that I was talking about where, like, you're looking at, if I'm looking at one person's, like, two different websites for, like, the gym I'm going to walk into, one person says, I have dedicated seven years to education in, like, kettlebell training through this particular organization, and I've hit these standards, and it's, like, a lot. You're like, God, man, seven years, that's a lot. Right. And this other person's like, I did go to school, uh, maybe I, or maybe I have, a, like, a, a NASA or something, and I'm not downplaying education or anything, but, like, man, hands-on to me is just, that's where it's at. So, like, someone that's, like, dedicated a lot of time, Give those people a look. You know, I'm not downplaying anybody yeah. else, but we're going to have people rolling out that are like, they're dialed. They're real dialed. The mon- so, monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Really, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's kind of this, it's a weird, it's like, uh, it's like secret invasion, man. Like you just flip on and all of a sudden you have all these coaches. Right, right, like, right. A bunch you of know, scrolls like, hanging like, out. Where, where did they, yeah, where did they come from? Like, <laughs> what? Like, so it's exciting. It's exciting for those coaches to get validation too. Like, that's what I'm looking for. Absolutely, man. That's good stuff, man. Hey, Zach, I don't want to lose it because I know you're pressed for time here coming up. Uh, I only have yeah. a few more minutes with you, but uh, can we talk a little bit about your uh, Live Forward? Yeah, of course, man. I'd love to. Can you tell us what that's uh, about? And, uh, uh, and just to give you guys a little uh, background, uh, Zach has a program. It's usually Monday, right? Mental Mondays or... Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mondays that you kind of push something out on, on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys don't, uh, and, and at the end we'll make sure that uh, Zach gives you a way of following him. Um, and I just want to, you know, you've talked about it. You've you've opened up about a little bit about yourself in the past. And can you tell us about it and, and why it's important? Yeah. So um, what Eddie was mentioning is like uh, the mental health Mondays, and sometimes you know I, I found too it's usually more in my Instagram, and I haven't posted them as much lately just because I feel like. Um, it's, it's more of a public service announcement that I put out there because I believe in it. And sometimes if you constantly bombard people, it starts to turn down the volume of the message you're trying to get out. So I try and uh, be a little bit more um, fine-tuned with it when I'm putting them out there. But Live Forward is something that... Um, so th- this is the way it really came about, guys. Um, it's a mental health awareness group. All right? And it's kind of actually like really snowballed into something much, much, much bigger, especially with our gym here at Hinge. Now, before I get to that, um, the way it all went down is since I was in high school, um, I've dealt with a whole bunch of different, you know, like what I now recognize as mental health issues. But to me, they were like temper issues, different things like that. Just hard to get along with on some things or could like, you know, be hyper emotional, wear my heart on my sleeve, things along those lines. Um, and what I didn't realize I had uh, was an undiagnosed of uh, what's called BPD, which stands for Borderline Personality Disorder. Uh, when I finally got diagnosed with it, too, they were like, oh, you got BPD. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. And they're like, <laughs> they're like Borderline Personality Disorder. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Why didn't you lead off to that? I was like, shit, what does that mean? Um, and for a lot of you out there, like, if you're not familiar with this, like I wasn't familiar with it when I got diagnosed with it, uh, the easiest way to think about it is um, think about what you maybe know about bipolar. 
uh, and people that are bipolar, uh, like your your attitude can kind of be like a hills and valley. So what I mean by that is if you imagine like hills and valleys, like kind of a rolling slope. Like so you can be at a real, real high and then you can go down to a real, real low and you can be in that valley for a long time. Right. Um, and that's that kind of that, that's, that's a real like simplified way to like break down, like break that down. So anybody that you're like, that's like not doing it justice. I'm not trying to overly do it justice. But what I'm trying to do is explain how bipolar and its cousin BPD are similar. So with BPD, it's not that rolling hill. It's more like a Richter scale. So that Richter scale just bounces boom, wow. boom, 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 boom. And it can be highs and lows so fast that the mistakes that I had that would be like either like maybe depressive episodes or manic episodes. And right. I still have issues sometimes um, associating with these terms that people throw out there. Um, Cause I'm like, I, or like, you know, anxiety. I'm like, I don't have anxiety, but it's, it's a, it's a reaction your body's having to something. Right, um, right. And that's what I found out through BPD. Uh, and when I, finally acknowledged it it was because um there's a there's a history of suicide in my family and he'd lost somebody else um and when it happened it was just like this kind of thing i had to look myself in the mirror and be like dude there's something going on and it kind of it's something you need to address before something bad happens um because i didn't want to do any i didn't want anything bad to happen to my family because of me right. um, so i had to like seek out start getting help and kind of answer these hard questions um so when I really hit my, my downward spiral, because these would happen from the time I was in high school throughout, like, and my biggest crutch um, to get through like massive uh, episodes where I was going into bad places was work. I would bury myself in yeah. work. I would 100% like in training, in physical training, every, everything about that. Like these are the things, and this is why I was, you know, some people would say, you know, like how I was able to push so hard for so long and work so many hours and how I was able to dig in so hard in my own personal physical training and goal orientation as well. Right. And it's because I was battling a lot of bad shit, man. <laughs> you know, um, and this is something that's becoming more of a commonplace nowadays, which is people are starting to become more open speaking about mental health issues. Right. Uh, whereas before it was, it was very much something you didn't talk about, and even then you didn't understand it. You didn't right. understand, like, you can't understand that the, the pain, the internal pain people are going through versus something that's very obvious as far as physical pain. And, and you mean uh, that the people that didn't understand there are themselves or, like, the, the general public? Everybody did. Right. There's a, a high level of ignorance. Yes, exactly. The people, and I was the best example. When I started seeing a counselor, he's like, Zach, um, like, what you've done is pretty pretty amazing and I was like well what are you talking about he's like usually people that have a full-blown case of BPD are diagnosed within like two to three years hmm. and I was like oh he's like you have made it at this time I was uh, I was what 33 when I was finding that out and I had started developing symptoms when I was 17 so I'd pretty wow. much gone half my life <laughs> with this yeah and he's and so I also kind of developed my own special cases to it and resiliencies to it and and things like that. So I went through a bunch of different channels. But one of the things I found out was there wasn't enough peer support out there for people. Um, and peer support is just like group awareness. Now, a big thing that goes on with CrossFit and CrossFit community and classes is that, and we always throw that word out as community, is people find a commonality um, in the training and it being hard and the camaraderie that goes along with that. It's kind of like the team aspect where they can learn to lean into each other. Yeah. And through that, they become more vulnerable. But most people, even in that vulnerable aspect, still aren't comfortable talking about mental health. Absolutely. It's a very uncomfortable thing for people to do. 
Uh, and it just so happened who is now my co-owner now, AJ, she was uh, going through a lot of stuff at that time as well. And she was, we were, we were talking a lot, we were talking through these things. And as I was starting to become more open with it, because I, at one point I was finally like, I was acting different because I was in recovery. And recovery is very, very hard. You have to do a, a lot of like hard looking and it, it can easily, as for me, it, would, it could easily flare up. Uh, an incident as much as anything else because I was I was taking the hard looks at things that had happened. Right. So people could tell something was going on. And finally, I was just like, I made it like a big I made an announcement and I was like, you know, and it was pretty much just like, my name's Zach and I have BPD. You right. know, and I kind of let that out to people because I have somewhat of a public presence. It was it, a lot of people like appreciated that they took it in. Um, and part of that was the fact that we had decided that we wanted to try and create a peer support group called Live Forward. So the idea with Live Forward was uh, we used to have like uh, meetings on like once a month on Sundays where people could come in and we would have like a keynote speaker and people would just talk about issues and then they could have the chance to talk afterwards after that. Right. Um, uh, and then we did that hardcore for, oh man, six or seven months probably. Like there we had a meeting once a month and we were really on top of that. But, you know, just as you heard of all the other stuff I have going on in my travel schedule and doing things along those lines, it was hard to keep up yeah. on that. Yeah, um, yeah, so, you're a hard dude, dude. Yeah, so part of that became was we had gotten the forward out there to people. And then past that was, I always, I would like post, I would tell people like, literally, and it's, it's an issue I kind of have with people on Instagram. Like if somebody, like if there's like a like an incident that's in the news or something like that, and someone's super famous, people are like, hey, reach out to me if you need someone to talk to, you can like, I literally do that for people. I'm like, hey, you can get a hold of me at any time, and I will get a hold of you. Right. Like, I'll get back a hold of you. I'll recontact you. Like, my girlfriend has seen me get up, like, at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to go call someone because they reached out. And if you're going to make yourself, you know, a, a point of contact, like, for someone, if they're, like, having, a, like, a real bad meltdown, right. you need to answer the phone. Absolutely. So it, it is not something that you can just willy-nilly say, hey, I'll be there. Yeah. If you don't answer the phone, it's a hard thing to pick up on, too. And I'm not trying to tell that to anybody that's listening, like, to, to shy away from it. But we wanted to create something where there was, like, a group support system and people knew, like, a number of different people to reach out to. So not one person was being saddled with the care of, like, someone they cared about. Like, there was a group of people that was there. And we were working uh, very much... So with Live Forward and doing that and getting the word out, um, and then what we what we found um, with our work with Live Forward is it, it does it is still an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. So we stopped going so much the route of the um, the group stuff and things along those lines and trying to get people to come out, and more so about putting the message out about Live Forward and being able to contact us about stuff and being able to find peer support and um, community interaction with other people. And what we decided that we were going to do, though, is we uh, kind of like flipped the script and we went back to like where it all started with me. And for me, it was when I was in high school. Yeah. Like I, I was a kid. Right, and right. I, had no, I had no idea what was going on. And I had, my, mother, my mother was a fucking saint, man. Like she did everything <laughs> she could for me. Um, but there was things like, there was things I wasn't going to tell her about, like things that like I just couldn't do. So what we're doing now um, at Hinge, um, we have, we, we jokingly call it our Save the World project here, um, but we are, we're in our fourth location in 10 years uh, for our community, but we bought this gym. So this is our, our own building. 
Um, and it, you know, congratulations. Per- yeah. Thank you very much. She ain't perfect, but she's ours, right. you know? <laughs> so it's always a constant state of like fixing things and doing stuff. And we're in an area where a lot of people maybe couldn't, um, access proper training, like, cause a big thing that's happened with CrossFit and it's too bad is that it's kind of created a price barrier for some folks. Right, right, now I, I, I talk to coaches about this all the time. You got to keep the lights on. You got to You got to do that stuff. Like, I, I completely understand. I don't. I'm not saying anyone is doing anything wrong by charging money for their services in their gyms. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. We wanted to make sure it was accessible to those other people that couldn't do that. Right. Absolutely. So doing so, we bought this building, um, and we created. Uh, we we slashed our prices down dramatically for the Seattle area, and then we put a sliding scale into place so people can get in. Um, pretty much at, with their, their income on like a level that's going to work for them. And I mean, this goes all the way down to like $50 membership. Like it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a lot that we're taking on that we're doing it and we're giving people the ability to get into a healthy environment where they are uh, around people. Now I mentioned that because what this has also allowed us to do is create a nonprofit team program here. It's called uh, 206 South. And the idea with 206 South is kids at 14 years of age can uh, collect scholarships for money that we have raised, and they have access to the gym yeah. until they're 19. Right. Those kids get the chance to be around positive adult interaction, people that actually care. Like our gym is 100% behind this. They are they are so behind it. And when those kids are in class, they interact with the kids. They they get they have positive you know, adult interactions. If they're having a bad day, they know they can talk to us. That's and awesome. They have that. That's so awesome. So we went back to the root, and this was something that was big for AJ too, and it was really important for her. Um, so between her, uh, like girlfriend Jess, the community here, they all have really rallied behind what started with Live Forward and turned into South. Uh, it doesn't mean, like, you still, I still tag Live Forward, I still do the mental... Uh, the Mental Health Monday post and right, things right. along those lines. But what I decided was the way I was going to try and get to the root of the, the issues that we're having as, you know, as a country with mental health problems was I wanted to get back to the kids. Too. And it's funny because we get some parents that are like, oh, yeah, my kid wants to be an athlete and da-da-da-da, and I really wanted to come to your program. And I'm like, hey, that's cool, but I want one of the, like, one of the kids I have you know, he comes in, he fucking forgets his shorts every fucking time, <laughs> you know. And sometimes I'm like, working out in your fucking jeans then, man. You're working out in your jeans. And he, like, learns that. But he comes out and he's, he's just ready to do it. And he comes in with his, like, punk rock T-shirts on. And he's got his, like, dreadlocks. And he's, he would not be doing what he does in here anywhere. If right. he was at yeah, school, yeah. he wouldn't want to do, like, hard physical training. That's correct. And he yeah. doesn't want to do sports. And those are the kids I really want to work with, which is funny because I was – Athletics is what got me through high school. I wouldn't have made it through high school if I wasn't into athletics. I would right. have been some punk-ass kid. Right. Um, it would have been a punk. But, you know, some of these other kids, they don't even have those aspirations. They need someone that shows that they care. And if they're, like, coming coming into their own of, like, these early onset things, people that can help guide them, too. Yeah. And, and that's a, a, such a big thing for me. And I, I never thought when I was getting into training – and Eddie, and I was just like, I never thought I would soften my approach on some things. I never thought I would become open about my own mental health issues. Um, I never thought I would start doing group programs and start and stand in front of people 
and it's, it's like almost like AA. I'm like, this is I'm Zach. I have BPD. Right. I open up. I tell them personal things about myself to groups of strangers until they feel comfortable talking in return. And right, that's yeah. that's like Absolutely. what I have that's to do. That's cool shit, bro. I mean, listen, man. Um, we appreciate. I, I mean, I, I, as somebody from the outside looking in, man, I, I appreciate that you're doing that because. Besides the fact, you know, they, they you're you fuck you're helping yourself too in in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, there's people out there, man. That listen, man. If you need help, get help. Talk to somebody, man. Tell somebody what's going on. It's okay. Yeah. It's not. Do it. Number one. Number two, man. And I'm I'm glad that you're reaching out to these kids, man. Because these kids nowadays. Well, let me not say nowadays. Because I'm sure 50 years ago, some old geezer used to say the same shit. But yeah. Kids need mentorship, man. And more and more every single day, there's kids with a lack of mentorship. And the fact that you're reaching out, you're providing this service to your community through those children is only going to pay dividends, not only to you, but to the community in whole. So, yeah. uh, so um, thanks for that, man. I mean, thank you for – I know I'm far away. I'm not in your particular community. I am in the fitness community in a sense. and But uh, we're, as, as, a, as a citizen of this world, man, we appreciate that shit, man. Well, like, and you know, I, when I sent out the email about the the RX announcement, you, you congratulated me in it. Um, and I, I, same thing I said to you in that email response. I was like, it it didn't happen without you. It didn't happen without a group of people that right. cared about it. And it's the same thing, you know. It's that corny old saying, you know, it takes a village kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well it's true. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I don't like you have kids, man. I right. I don't have kids, so sometimes like when I'm talking with parents, they don't think. You know, they're like, oh, well, you don't have kids. I'm you like, don't I'm get not. it. Yeah, you don't get it. I'm like, I'm not telling you how to raise your kids, but I am telling you. A lot of parents now come to me and they're like, I'm worried about blank because of this. Right, when right. you were that age, Zach, right. what was the warning sign? I'm like, I can't tell you a warning sign, but I can tell you, per se, things that I was going through that I wouldn't say that this is a warning sign for your kid, but this is what I was dealing with. And this is what, like, I didn't feel like I could go to my mother, who I was close with, uh, and talk about. So it's, it's, it's been a real big help for a lot of my parents because they now feel like they have, because, you know, if you take your kid to counseling, you don't get to talk to the counselor about what they said. Right, right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Don't. And, and there's a fine line there, right? Because, you know, yeah. they're scared of well, what I'm they're going to tell your parents. Tell, like, I don't tell, like, what my, if my kids talk with me, unless they're endangering themselves. Absolutely. Like, if my kids talk with me, um, it's, it's a private thing. But if the parents come to me and they're like, please tell me how you as a child felt back when you were going through this, when right. you were 17 years old and you seemed like you had everything going for you, why did it feel like the world was falling apart? And, and, and how did you deal with this? Like something that is like, you know, so out of your control. And it gives them some comfort to hear that. Even if they can't communicate with their kid or the kid doesn't want to talk back to them, right. they know that they, there is an adult that's working with them that, that fucking cares, man, that fucking cares. And it's yeah. not just like, oh, I want to go out and give back to the kids, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, there's, there's reasons why we want to do this for these kids. Like, we just, we don't want to see what's going on continue with the generations of this, like, particular generation of there being so much rapid mental health issues. And that's not saying that it hasn't been throughout the years, but now there's, like, issues with undiagnosed, overdiagnosed, kids self-diagnosing, there's all this stuff that's going on, and people are just—it's—it's it's getting to be a, a bad, a bad time for for a, a group of people that like don't maybe don't understand what's going on with themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I always make the joke like because I because you know we love the the like, comics and stuff. I'm always like the mutant and proud thing, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, like, like you, you get you got to look at it and you got to fix what's going on because you can't be causing havoc to the people that love you. Right. 
but it doesn't it doesn't make you a bad person and it doesn't mean you're by yourself it's you, you know it's who you Hopefully are if anyone's listening to this and it's like it, it's it's true if, if you if you're going through it or your kids are going through it like you can find me and get a hold of me and i, I gladly email or, or make a phone call and talk to you about it because it's, it's a really important thing so if anybody's listening to this like i'm not trying to get all preachy about it but like seriously like it's it's just something i decided to take on um that uh, i i never i never thought i would and it, it's not like not just saying oh it's like fulfilling for me i just I, I like to be able to go back it's like the same thing i do with the coaches and the mentoring if there's a if there's a spot that's missing that can be filled and somehow i can help out with it then that's what i've decided to do with my life and, and that that's what i wake up every day to do awesome brother hey zach uh appreciate that message man and, and listen guys listen to this you know, he's he means it. Yeah, he means it. Yeah. If you need it, get it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, we 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 all want to help, and he's re- he's ready to help you guys. Zach, uh, before I before I cut you off, and I definitely want to do a second iteration at one point. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want to go I want to yeah. go down that that hole a little further. And not only that, but oh, yeah. you've referenced your saint of a mother a couple of times, <laughs> and I want to make I have a feeling that that's gonna be an entire episode. You it know, if, we, if right. we bring up yeah. Pat Filer, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I get some uh, Pat Filer stories, and her raising three boys, yeah, exactly. three hard-headed boys. <laughs> yeah. like. Which, one's a business owner, one's an attorney, yeah. and the other one's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and, and I don't yeah. know what he does for a living. He, he's, in, he's in sales, but he's a, a, he has uh, definitely a high-level black belt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he, actually, he actually has a son right now that's like, Kind of one of the big folks in this whole world, like all state quarterback, looking to maybe go D one after his next senior year. Oh, wow, so yeah. he's been a big pride of the family lately. So we, we got we have family ties. It's something that's important with us, and something we're trying to put into the gym too. That you know, family family is important. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Important. And, and I want to dive. Listen, man, we gotta do we gotta do a part two, and we, I want to dive into Pat Filer, man, because I I want to oh. know what is it about her that created that. You know what yes. I mean? Because we that's something that's a, that's a resonating and a recurring theme in our in our podcast. I've had, I've had, I mean, I've been lucky to do some interviews with some people and stuff like that. And like the joke at the end is because everyone's like, we got to have you back on. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like an origin story. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, when you watch like Captain America or like you know, Thor, like the first movie, you're like, man, there's a lot going on. They're just trying to tie this all yeah. together. And then the second one's always like, oh yeah, here's a real good story that they're getting into because you don't need all the background. Yeah, you know, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey brother. So before we let you go, because I know you only have like maybe five minutes left. Um, yeah, yeah. We have to ask. Because if I don't ask this, we're gonna get a lot of shit, man. I'll you let know? you lead this one off, man. Yeah, I'll let we you got, we gotta, we're gonna get a lot of shit because we ask it in every single episode. You're scrolling through the channels. Yep. And the movie comes up. The movie that you have to f- watch comes up. What movie is that? Uh, depending on so it's, it's, no, it's no genres, brother. It's, top it's, top it's, chart. If it's a certain like I could, I could be like, well, if it's a certain point of a movie, <laughs> I feel like I need to watch it. But if I'm going through. And it it could be any point in this movie, you know, like if Braveheart's on, you're like, oh, I might I might not watch that right, right, part right. of Braveheart, or like, you know, Dark Knight Rises on. Like, there's not very many parts that you're gonna go past. You're like, oh, I cannot watch this one, brother. If you're going through and any part of Point Break is on, I'm stopping and I'm watching it. No, Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Utah. Any any part. The any FBI. Part of that Keanu is back <laughs> in style right now. Yeah, yes. he is. Oh, yeah. He's huge right now. I, I can tell you, like, I wouldn't even. You know, I, I'd have to say it's my, my favorite movie because I can watch any point of it and be completely entertained. And that, I feel like that's right. you know what? 
me. That's a good choice. You're not mad at that one. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that one. Usually we talk shit about people that say their, their <laughs> stories, and that's a pretty solid one. We well, probably would have been mad if it was the remake, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I would have right. been like, fuck. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> well, because people, like, you like they think about a mo- like a point in a movie that is very important to them and speaks to them. And like I said, I could think about points in movies that are like, oh, I could watch that part of that movie at least once a week where it's like a 10 minute thing or something important right, or like right. shit is like episodes of game of thrones i'm like oh i could totally watch that episode right, that right, part right. and be totally happy but like if i'm just flipping through and it's like you know it's like him on the two he's like i'm fucking surfing or they're like they're like little hands it's time to rock and roll like i'm like oh i know what's about to happen next and it's gonna stimulate me and it's gonna make me happy it's yeah. not gonna make me sad it's not gonna make me confused i know what's going on Bodie was a bank robber. You fucking knew it from the start of the movie. From the beginning, yeah. Yeah, the beginning of the movie. You're like, I can't believe they're going so far down the rabbit hole trying to say it's not them. Like, it's you know it's them. Like, so what is the point behind this? Fucking hell. Hey, uh, you know what I heard in the grapevine before I let you go? Uh, that Keanu's in talks with the MCU, man, with the with the he universe. Is. He is. Oh, dude, I'd be so in. I'd be so. You know, in. You know, know what I'm thinking? Gonna... You know what I'm thinking? Adam Warlock, man. That's uh, that you saw that little post with uh, like uh, his face on that. Yeah, with Boss yeah. Logic. Yeah. Boss yeah. Logic did some art with him as uh, three different characters, and one of them was was Adam Warlock, bro, and it was fucking on point. Man. It's probably gonna end up being like a voiceover or something, man. <sighs> yeah, I hope not. Yeah, but what I'll say about um, Marvel and like some of the cool things that they have done is that they the, the movies that you least expect that you're gonna like have been the best ones. Like Doctor yes. Strange is fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Endgame was amazing. Like they, they totally crushed. Well, that. our top between me and Steve is Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's yeah. like when they take the characters that don't because you don't get upset as much about like them and, like and Bucky has a big backstory. Don't get right. me wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. But like, but it's kind of like all over the place and like you can kind of finesse it out in certain points. It's it's cool. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of like that's a trash comic. Anybody that wants to be like, I was a hardcore Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> That's but the, the, the show is awesome because they do kind of have that free reign to, to make it and move around with it. And I think that's like a big mistake that DC has fucked up. Is that oh they, get so, they try and stay so that's tight a... to it that when yeah when they broke away from it, it was such a mess that you're like, and what they, they rushed it, man. Well, too. they broke away oh. from something that wasn't even there. So, yeah, that's. Dude, I was flying back from uh, Europe last week. After I taught a course and I watched Aquaman. Oh God! <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't get past the submarine scene. Can I be honest with you? I yeah, haven't. It was a total Jason Momoa stroke fest, which I'm all about. <laughs> I love that guy. I was like, yeah, I could, but it was Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah. Listen, like, and I was like, it, it wasn't like Aquaman. It was Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and it just didn't work. It didn't work. I haven't seen anything past Wonder Woman. Nothing. Zero. I haven't seen Justice League yet. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't. I, I most of now, if it's, if it's the animated ones, DC animated, I'm watching it 100%. I don't know what where the disconnect is, but the animated DC <laughs> films are on fire, man. Yeah. Well, and, like, it's seriously, like, I, like, I'm a huge fan of Jason Momoa. I love the dude's Instagram, everything he does. And I'm like, I felt like I was watching his Instagram for three hours <laughs> when he was underwater. And I was like, just, Flipping his much, hair back. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah. And I, like, I, I was surprised that, like, the, the special effects didn't look. I'm like, I know they spent a shitload of money on this movie. Right, it right. doesn't look that good. It's a really interesting thing. I wouldn't recommend it to people. I'm sorry. My brother, my one brother, Jamie, was pissed when I said it. I was like, oh, yeah, I, don't, I, I think it's yeah. great. <laughs> Sorry, I think I think he'll get over. It. You got you you got to yeah. grapple it out and see who wins. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I've been I've been on the mat here in a hot second. I'm looking to, looking forward to getting back out there, dude. It was like between travel um, and a couple weekends because usually me and my brothers will try and get together on Saturdays to beat each other up. But um, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, what? I'm looking for. Hopefully this Saturday we get back together. <laughs> well, anyway, Zach, I think uh, this is a good point to end it. Um, I appreciate. Okay. I appreciate your. Can you stay on it just for a second after we close it out? Yeah, and, yeah, of course. Um, but I appreciate you coming on the podcast with us. We will make a second iteration of this. Uh, you know, if, if you'd right. like to, and we will really appreciate you coming on again. It's been an honor talking to you today. Um, I hope. Uh, I know that people got are, are going to learn a lot from this podcast. You definitely had a lot of information to put out there, and it's a lot of gold information. Absolutely. So, so thank you very much, brother. Uh, but thank you very much for uh, having me on. And again, the, the, to the listeners, I know it's a lot of information, kind of like origin, where I come from, and like what's great about Kettlebell RX. And then we get into like live forward in the mental health stuff. Like any of that stuff, like that that resonates with you. Like hopefully you can take it and apply it into your life or what you're doing or your training. And I hopefully um, that helped out. If you want to find me, guys, on Instagram, I'm Old Country Strong. That's my personal Instagram. Perfect. Uh, through that in my bio, you can find Kettlebell RX's Instagram too. We put up workouts daily on there as well as content on how to actually do the movements. You can right. find our website on there too. If you're in the Seattle area ever, I am CrossFit Hinge. Uh, we're down in South Park. All right. You can come <laughs> find us down there. Uh, drop in. You can just drop in for free, guys. We don't care. Just make sure you get to uh, class on time so you get a warm-up going and stuff like that. Um, people are always welcome to come in be if you're a coach or anything like that and you have questions feel free and if you are one of those people that got something from the live forward thing and you have a family member um, or child or yourself and you feel like you have some questions um, that maybe I could help finesse out some answers for uh, or at least give you some direction of like places to contact then I'm get, get a hold of me through those channels and I, I will uh, get back to you guys as, as soon as I can on that if you shoot me a weird kettlebell question you might go to the back of the list, and I'll get to it. But if it's, if it's something that has to do um, with mental health, it, it is it is uh, at the forefront of my mind, and at all times uh, I'm ready to do that. Eddie, thank you very much for having me on, brother. Um, I've been looking forward to it since you've got the podcast going, man. I was, I was pretty pumped on that. So you guys got a great thing going. Oh, and, and, oh thank you so much, man. And what's your name of your podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my podcast. Because <laughs> i got 10,000 things I do. Yeah, just quickly. Uh, we do run a podcast called Fresh Tactics. Uh, we also run a YouTube channel. If you look up uh, CrossFit Hinges YouTube, we also film our podcast, so you can see um, some of the interactions between me and the co-owner, AJ, as we talk about stuff. It covers pretty much anything. You look in the bios, you'll find some of the stuff that you're looking for. Uh, we just posted one up today about uh, being a street-level coach, which actually is a comic book reference. I read so, that. Yeah, yeah. I recommend you guys check those out. It's, it's anywhere from 30 minutes to, to 90-plus minutes when we interview people, and cool. we're going to have Eddie on as well. Whoa. Um, uh oh. Yeah, we can do the story arc. Story arc. She <laughs> can't wait to talk to you. She hears about you all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, brother. All right, brother. Appreciate it very much. We're going to close it out and just hang out for one, two seconds more after we close it out. Of all course, right. man. Thank you guys very much. Thanks so much. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs>